Esme. She's a queen. This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She's a queen. Go queen. joining another episode of the Q Chat. Today I have Black Love right here. I have the couple Lene and Devon and they created this fun game called Wind Salts. So <laughs> it's a fun dangerously game, insult game that tests your knowledge in relationships. So I definitely have a lot to talk about. So how are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm great. You? We're good. I think you guys are the first, no, you're the second married couple I've had on the show. So I just want to start, like, what made you guys think of this game? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm a jerk in real life. And I'm always coming up with little stupid jokes. So it was Valentine's Day 2019. I'm brushing my teeth. She's laying down. And I just burst in the room. And I'm just like, ow, lazy, a annoying. And I'm just going through her name with different letters or spelling her name with insults for each letter. And like I said, I'm always coming up with something. So I was like, oh, that, that's that's cute. And she's like, no, 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 no. Hold on to that. That could be fun. And after she took that, she's like, let's build on that. And we just workshopped it into a wonderful little game. Wow. So they just came to you guys just like that. Yep, he was roasting me and I said, hey, that's a business idea. So <laughs> that's how we made Winsults. So how was how long was the process from just him roasting you one day and you got the light bulb moment to getting it, you know, constructed? Now we got this game. So what was the timeline? Um, it took just under a year. That happened on Valentine's Day 2019, and we what launched in December. November. November. Yeah. November 25th, 2019, our website went up and we started selling Winsults. So, you know, from there we had someone come up with the design. We got trademarked. We did a couple of play test events. We got feedback. We had our first version of it, workshopped it, came up with the second one. And in November we were ready to launch. So it was a lot of like grinding behind the scenes to get everything done. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it took a while. Wow. Man, quick. All <laughs> it was quick it was just like the beauty of it is the simplicity yeah, and then you know workshopping it but it, it was surprising how quickly it came together it felt like a while but it's like it wasn't even a year from conception to launch i'm thinking like i'm go 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 so it takes yeah. forever for me but you're right that really didn't take a while did you guys have like an idea prior to that Valentine's Day, like to start any type of business or come up with a product? Was that an idea prior? We had uh, two former business partners that we had like, all right, well, let's come up for products. We're tired of working for other people. But when he said Winsults, like he started roasting and whatnot, it was just a throwaway joke. Like we didn't really think it was going to go anywhere until I said, hey, this is a business idea. Let's do something with this. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you got full-time entrepreneurs? 
Yeah, well, at this point, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say we both quit our jobs. So 2022, we are full-time entrepreneurs. I'm all for that, all for it. So break down this game, like how does it work? What are the rules? I mean, and I'm, I'm assuming healthy couples can play this. I'm not, like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> we like to say we provide the structure, but you decide you're willing to go and that's right here as soon as you open the box the first thing is a disclaimer we're not responsible for divorces silent treatments fights anything that comes from playing this game that is the first thing right so Um, break it down i gotta hit the rules and everything okay so you have 45 seconds um once you draw a card to insult your opponent as many times as you can with the letter you draw so the first letter I see, let's see, if I were to turn it over, the letter is U. So mm-hmm. I would have 45 seconds to come up with as many rows as I can with the letter U for my opponent. This is my favorite letter because it's so easy. Like you can go into UN like unhappy, unhealthy. Like you could just go in with the letter U. That's why I love it. <laughs> but we also have like other cards, like for example, really hard letters like Q and K and V and X are all um, bonus cards. So every one you get, you get more points. This one is worth two, but there are um, like, I think X is worth three points because it's difficult. And we also have other cards in there like uh, work cards. There's audience participation where the whole room work, uh, starts to roast you. <laughs> well, you glanced over it. So work cards are like the little spicy cards to really throw you for a loop. So yeah. if you were to draw audience participation, the person who drew it, then has the everyone else that's watching, they can throw insults at the other player while it's going on. So it's basically like an instant win button if you have a good audience. Uh, if you have a good audience. Because I was going to say, we're undefeated when it comes to audience participation. I get it. Oh. <laughs> we're the creators. So it it's just a way to spice the game up because with insults, we're really pushing creativity mm-hmm. because we never really like the games that you play and it's just like all right you have a boxed answer every week you I mean every time you play the game you're using somebody else's words with us we push full creativity so as long as you have a brain and you can think of new words you can play one sorts in any kind of way mm-hmm. and with audience participation you don't have to work as hard you got people screaming um or you have what is it showdown we mm-hmm. go alphabet, so you start on A and work until somebody messes it up. So the game is already intense as it is because the 45 seconds sounds like, oh, that's a lot of time. I'll get up there, bang, 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 until you like, it's like, all right, go. But for showdown, it's even more intense because you got to come up with something. Remember the alphabet because I know I never think of it unless I'm singing in the song. And then be prepared to respond to someone that's going at you like, at the same time. It, I mean, of course, I'm the creator. I'm going to say it's fun, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> now, I read that you guys pitched to 2 chains, and you got $15,000? Yes. Um, so I think, was it you found uh, a contest for the Moneymaker Fund? And mm-hmm. at the time, I was going to Morgan, and it was for um, currently enrolled HBCU students because um, I was looking to get my master's in um, education administration and supervision. So he applied. We totally forgot about it. Then we get an email that's like, 
hey, you're pitching to two chains in 48 hours. <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh. So um, we put together a pitch. We pitched to him. Originally, he was he said he was going to give us 10K, but he liked how prepared we were. He gave us a standing ovation, um, and we ended up with 15K. I'm sorry, you got to give yourself more credit. We didn't just take those 48 hours. She, create, she created an entire thesis. There's powers, like there's a, what is it called? Ex what, what's it? PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> she had an entire PowerPoint presentation. We had notes, we had points where we were marked. So yeah, we true. we treated it like we were going to to a, a bank to get a loan. Because we we were finalists. And from what I understand, once you were in that position, you were guaranteed to win. Mm -hmm. But we were so well prepared. He gave us additional money because he's like, you guys seize this opportunity. I, I need you to give yourself your credit, man. <laughs> She went off on that because, again, kind of like how when saw a story joke, I saw something on Twitter. I was like, hey, I'm going to apply. We forget. And she's like, all right, it's time to make it happen. She she is the brains behind this operation. She makes these things happen. We balance each other out. I probably do. <laughs> how long have you guys been married? This will make five years. Okay, okay. That's great. Now, how has it been working together? Because obviously, like I said, this is clearly... For people in healthy relationships and you guys <laughs> really well so how is it working together it's pretty easy because we're both loud moms even so she tries to feel like she isn't we're not <laughs> afraid to correct each other to present ideas we treat it i mean we treat one sauce like our relationship if one mm -hmm. of us has an idea we talk about it we explain why we think it's a good idea why we want to go forward with it if if the other's like, ah, we'll work, we'll workshop it until it works. Or it's like, okay, green light, do what you got to do. It's surprisingly easy because, you know, normally it's like, don't mix business with friends and family. And it didn't work out so well with friends because our communication was hampered because it just, our styles were too different. But when it was just the two of us, oh my God, it's just, oh, hey, I, I want to do this. Okay, boom. And then we go forward with it. Yeah, we kind of have a lot of the same values. Like we just, yeah. and like I said, we balance each other out. You know, you have over a decade in e-commerce. So he has that background in customer service, you know, knowing how to talk to people. We have never had a customer issue with Winsults that he hasn't resolved. So mm -hmm. it's like, he's amazing in that. And then with me, when it comes to writing and creating PowerPoints and a lot of the like marketing, um, that's me. So we really just own what our different roles are and what our strengths are. And if we have a weakness, we come to the other and say, hey, could you help me with this part of it? Right. That's great. Like, have you guys thought of like, so since you got the game, what's the future steps? Are you thinking about like doing more games or like what's the next venture? you know, what you guys started. We actually have, what is it, two? Yeah, three? two games. We have two in the pipeline, another potential one. And we're always looking for the next thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're still building wind salts, but we don't want to rest on our laws. We want to keep making different things because the world is always evolving and we can't just keep saying, wind salts. Right. <laughs> no, we, we, we have so much more that we're ready to get but we want to make sure that those ideas are fully fleshed out and prepared to be presented like they should be. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So how do you guys market the game? Like when you like, you know, you came up with the conception and you had it all going by the end of the year, what was the next phase to get the word out? Like, how do you guys find people to purchase the game and everything? Well, with that, it helps that I live on the internet. I've been a child of the internet since like the late nineties. So with that, I've had the luxury of being a loud mouth and building connections with people on social media. I have a pretty decent following on Twitter and Instagram and my friends are very supportive. They know if I present something to you, it's not some half-baked ideas like, no, I have this. I want you to try it. If you feel comfortable, buy it. And my friends will retweet, share. And we found a lot of, uh, what is it called? We found a lot of press through reaching out to different contexts that we had, or in some cases it falls in our lap. Um, she knew someone that worked at a TV uh, TV studio in Philly, and she was able to get on Good Day Philly. So that was a big help. We've been in local newspapers. We've been featured in articles. Even outside of Winsalts, Lene has been featured in different articles where Winsalts is brought up. And the marketing is just us because we are Winsalts. So we're always presenting ourselves in the game. Yeah. I mean, like we would love to do more, but we're two people, but I do have to sit here and celebrate, you know, the success that we had before we started, we didn't know anything about the card game board game industry. We didn't know much about marketing, but here we are, we've been on TV. We've been in a magazine. We've been on, um, we've been in different places and it's just like, wow, like <laughs> how is this happening? <laughs> Um, so, you know, trying to get us on different socials as well. Like I recently discovered LinkedIn and working on that as well. So, you know, when Salts is on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, um, and just learning about those different platforms in terms of social media marketing too. Mm -hmm. Have you guys faced any challenges? I mean, I know you said like prior to all of this, you know, you didn't have any, you know, background in making games and things like that. So any, you know, any challenges or just things that you had to kind of work through to get to where you are now? Well, I mean, the biggest challenge is that we're not a big corporation. Yeah. And social media has gone from natural engagement to whoever's the biggest bucks can win. Yeah. You know, on Instagram, I was able to come up and gain thousands of followers just through word of mouth. Now you're lucky if your friend sees your post on Instagram this month. So that has been an issue, along with the style of the game, since we're not necessarily family friendly we try to do marketing where we would have weekly games of wind salts through instagram where we would post a lot of people come for their best stuff and instagram does not like it when you say something mean yeah so people are getting the things flagged so it, it it's difficult to organically grow through the internet but we're still trying to push through and i mean on the production side too like the first time we sold out an edition we were excited but it happened in October of 2020, right before the holiday season. And, you know, with COVID going on, we didn't know if we'd be able to ship out decks in time for the holiday season. And I, this is where I have to commend you. You kept our customers like, hey, this is what's going on. And we did not lose a single order. We, we offered refunds, but everyone was like, no, we appreciate you staying in contact. So that was a major challenge in terms of Will our decks get here on time? Will we be able to, you know, have these <laughs> right for the holiday season? Um, so yeah, I mean, there have been definitely struggles along the way. I mean, just just energy. We're two people. I run, 
I freelance. So, you know, I, I work for myself. He works for himself. We're raising a child. We're doing wind salts. So sometimes, you know, you have to take a break and you got to step away um, or put it on the back burner for a little bit and then come back to it, recharge, ready to do more. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of that, um, I wanted to ask you, obviously you were saying how both of you guys are full time entrepreneurs now and I definitely commend you guys for that especially doing it as a couple because entrepreneur life is not for the week you know so it's a blessing when you have a supportive partner as entrepreneurs and then you guys got the double blessing because both of you guys entrepreneurs so how was that journey like what was your transition you know previously I know like you said you wanted to find that business to not work for other people which I know is a controversial thing but Right now, we are in a great resignation. A lot of people are like, look, it's time to work, live on our own. You know, life is short. So, like, what was that transition like before and after becoming entrepreneurs? I'm glad that we are in a great resignation because I'm anti-authority, <laughs> anti-authority, or however you pronounce it. I don't like somebody telling me what to do. And not in the sense that I don't listen. It's just working for other people is a struggle. Yeah. It's all about efficiency. And I used to work in customer service where efficiency does not exist. You know, you call the bank, hey, I would love to help you, but my manager has to prove this. My manager's in a meeting, so I have to get them. And it's just like, I was glad. I actually quit my job back in 2018. Yeah, it was 2018, mm-hmm. just before our son was born. And I always dabbled in entrepreneurship. I've always had two incomes. Because I have experience in selling from, I'm a big sneaker collector and I love glasses. So that's what I've always sold. So I would do that on the side and I still have my job for, you know, insurance and safety reasons. But I was making so much money. I used to sell my manager. I'm like, in one day, I've made more selling my own stuff than I did working here. And initially she was afraid. She's like, oh my God, don't quit your job. It's scary. Hey man, I'm done. They didn't want to give me paternity leave. They were giving me a headache. I, I don't need this job. And not to say I'm better than anything. It's just that I see that by betting on myself, it was better. So now I have the freedom and the happiness to go out and move. I don't have to worry about, oh, if I schedule this doctor's appointment, I have to worry about PTO. No, I I can move at the speed that I want. I'm not going to sit up and say that it's fantastic. Sometimes it's kind of scary not necessarily having a job with insurance. In some cases with COVID and the world in general, people don't have time for luxuries. So sometimes I'm making a lot of money. Other times it's like, uh, they still sell spam. I might have to get some, you might have to eat some spam because this is rough out here. But it's a thrill to be able to take your own destiny in your own hands and say, I can do this. I don't have to worry about someone else, someone not liking how I do things. I can make these things work and I can go about it the way that it should be done. Like she was mentioning with when we got an influx of orders, but we didn't have anything in hand. I've been doing customer service so long. I know how to make people happy because, you know, you see stupid things happen with companies where there's an issue and instead of communicating with you, they leave you in the dark and then you get angry. Like, okay, you got my money. You're not talking to me. Now that I'm in control, hey, I'm going to send an email every day to let you know it's here, it's here, it's here. And if you want your money back, that is no problem. 
but nobody wants their money back. They just want to be seen. They want to feel good. They want to know that, okay, this person has my money, but they still care. Mm-hmm. So I'm just happy that we can move in a way where we have our control and we reap the benefits, I mean, the rewards of all of our work rather than, you know, some guy I've never met is rich because I'm breaking my back 22 mm-hmm. hours a day at his job. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I, look, you, I've been there, done that. When I had my other job, I actually knew the person we were working for. We knew the person that owned the company because he'd come down and speak to us in his designer clothes. And I'm like, I'm helping his kids, you know, go to a nice college. So I was like, this ain't not for me. So <laughs> I want to get your perspective too, because I know we were chatting a little bit off recording. So I definitely want to get your perspective too on, you know, how's it been to join this great resignation and start this great thing you guys are doing. I think that for me, the journey was much more difficult because I thought, you know, I was going to be a teacher for 30 years, retire, get my pension. I also saved a bunch of money. Um, so that way I had different buckets, you know, I did it the traditional way and I thought that was the way you were supposed to do it. And then the pandemic happened and my teaching career was already stressful. I'd already been through a lot, um, seen some things. I, I was one foot out the door, but I didn't realize it yet. Then the pandemic made it worse because I was so isolated. The demands were nonstop. You know, there we weren't sure if they really cared about our safety. Like they wanted us to put our lives on the line, but they weren't doing anything for us. So it got to the point where I had a mental breakdown. I was actually featured in Washington Post Magazine as one of seven teachers explaining why they quit. And in there, I shared that I was at my breaking point. I was suicidal. So I ended up leaving, going out on FMLA, and I officially resigned. And then I tried to find other positions. I was always interested in marketing um, because I love math and English. So <laughs> it's a perfect combination. Um, but I worked at a nonprofit for a little while. I did marketing for a hotel for a little bit, but neither one of those jobs really treated me well. Like I felt like they didn't know my work. They didn't see what I was capable of. So I left, I resigned from both of those. And it really hit me at the end of January of this year. So this is very new to me. I've been writing. Um, I was hired by the educators room to write for them. Um, and a lot of my pieces became kind of popular. So it's like, all right, so I, I did that. I wrote another piece in 2020. And I was like, okay, so I know I can write. So let me do this. And me believing in myself, Now it's like I'm writing for a digital marketing company. Um, I'm a freelance writer for Blavity now. Like things came my way when I finally realized what I was worth and what I could do. And that made the difference for me. But I had to figure that out first before I could really see my stripes and get into what I needed to do. Mm. I love it. Preach. I love it. I mean, because that's one of that's another one of the things that we talk about on this platform is mental health. I can go on on about mental health all day long. And that is the correlation. You know, a lot of people are deteriorating at these jobs. And I'm not telling the whole world like, I mean, we all got to eat, obviously, but I just feel like we've been conditioned to accept toxicity at the job. Like it's just something that's been regurgitated to us, you know, and I really think it's 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 a warped sense of slavery. You know, some of the things that people put up with, 
at the job, you know, and I just think it's so sad. And this, with this great resignation, it is a, a the conversation is coming to the forefront, which I think is great. It's good and it's bad, only bad meaning when you hear people sharing all these terrible stories, it's like, damn, you know, it's bad that a lot of us had to experience these things at the job. But the good part is so many people, you know, have had this awakening, like, hey, you know, it's not easy, obviously, but it is possible to just simply find your purpose. Sometimes that purpose is having a less stressful job. You know, it's not even necessarily being an entrepreneur, but sometimes it's like, hey, I don't want a job where I got all this stress behind me. I want to downgrade. I just want to be happy and free. So like I said, I definitely commend you, commend to both of you, but I'm just happy that you guys have just touched on some points that I think people don't realize sometimes. Like, you know, just being told what to do, having to ask for PTO all the time, not having time families there's so many different things you know because I am anti nine to fives you know it's like if you have a talent or something or a skill please find a way to market that because I just feel like that's no way for adults to live personally but you know I know that's mixed bag I've been screaming at for years since I was a kid I was I was blessed to know that I like wheeling and dealing since I was a child I've been making deals since I was three years old it, it breaks my heart to see people not to be able to push through and do what they think they should. And you, you touched on something that I, I would preach to her and anybody that would listen. The things that we collectively take from companies, from quote unquote bosses, managers, it's absurd. I remember I almost reached my breaking point when I was working in the bank and someone called me a racial epithet. And I just hung up. I'm like, you know what? If I get fired, I get fired. But I told my manager, look, I hung up. He called me an N-word. I'm not dealing with this. And my manager, right. well, that's against the company policy. And this is a white dude telling me that I have to take racial abuse. And I just looked at him like, look, if you want to fire me, have fun with that. Because I'm going to tell the world what happened. Or I've right. seen, I remember I was working with a woman who was going through a very difficult pregnancy. And she was so afraid to take the time off that she needed to take care of her, her and her child. I offered her, because I'm like, they won't fire me because they know it'll be a headache. I will write a letter for you and champion for you because I already hate your manager. This was the same manager who told me I had to take racism. Right. I know his boss and I get him in trouble all the time, but she was so afraid to rock the boat. They ended up firing her a week later and he smiled about it. Mm. And it's just like, I'm glad to see now people realize, yes, jobs hold a sense of security, but we haven't had job security since the eighties. Never, never. Yeah, well, like, like, well, the idea of job security because you can get fired, right? And they hold insurance will be ahead, but it's like you can sit up here, but they won't let you take the time off. So, if you have the means, we have the internet. I mean, people are selling anything and becoming millionaires. Yeah, like I grew up playing video games. I didn't think people can make money playing video games. Now you have these multi-millionaires from just being on the computer this is the time we took a joke and made a game out of it and people like it mm -hmm. if i can take a joke you can take your actual skill and live off of that like you should right and that's the thing you hit so many points you know and i always tell people when you're stressed out about your job i'm like you don't technically have security because that job can let you go tomorrow you know, so what security do you technically have? You're brainwashed into thinking that you need this job. And most of these jobs, you're being underpaid to begin with. So it's like, you're going through this mental, you know, abuse for what? 
you know, that's the thing that I just feel like I wish people would get that, that awakening, because it really is mental conditioning to say, hey, I need this job, these jobs, put it in your mind, like you need us, you know, but the minute you don't conform to what they want, they will get rid of you, or they'll find a way to get rid of you, you know, so in human resources is to protect a company, not the employee, like I can go on and on about these things, you know, but it's only when after I left my work situation, because I would wake up every day when I worked and say, I'm stuck here. Like that literally, and I'm not even exaggerating. That was the first thing I would say in the morning. It wasn't, thank you, God. It was like, oh my God, I'm stuck. You know, I would say that every morning because I'm like, I hate coming here. Like I hate this job. I was thinking about my job at night. I would dream about it. I'll count sometimes. And I was like, oh my God, like I can't. And I deal with that with racial stuff too. I was the only black one in my department and I live in Louisiana. So that should tell you enough. <laughs> you know, I was like, this isn't worth anything, but it's just when I talk to other people who haven't reached that, because I know some people, unfortunately, they aren't, they aren't happy at their jobs, but they're like, I don't know how I'm going to leave. I'm like, you got to think of something because life is short and it's not worth it you know and that's another thing we have these jobs and it's like they entice you well you know you get time off and blah 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 you have to ask another adult can you be sick <laughs> can you take a vacation? Like, think about it it's really asinine like I have to ask another adult can I take up can I go on a vacation can I be sick you know it's I don't know like you know I'm not trying to tell everybody to leave their jobs but I'm just saying sometimes people don't think you know and they're sitting on million dollar dreams literally like you own that company that you're working for you know you can be bigger than your boss or your manager you know so that, that kick sometimes like a friend of mine lost his job today and I said some of the best times of my life were getting resigned I mean getting laid off resigned and getting fired it's just like oh my god that moment of clarity I don't have to report here I can ask you insert idea. It, I wish people would get that feeling, just that, all right, we don't need you anymore. Thank you. Thank you for taking this mental shackle off. Right, exactly, exactly. I never forget when I left the company, I was that I gave them two weeks trying to be nice, and they had cut the two weeks. Like, I met with my manager that day. She's like, well, you can leave now you want. I was like, good, where are some boxes? And, like, she was so shocked when I said that, but I'm like, you know I don't want to be here anyway. I'm already quitting, so it's like, cool. I'm like, what, give me some boxes. You know, like, she was really shocked, but it's like, you need this place. I don't, you know, so <laughs> it just boggles my mind, you know, the conditioning that people will do to just keep you in bondage, you know, it's just, it's not worth it. So I definitely want to ask you guys, what advice do you have for people, and I know like people of color and games, I just learned recently that, I don't know if you guys know that game um, Phase 10, or is it Phase, I think it's Phase 10, the yeah. card game. I didn't know someone Black had actually invented that, you yeah. know, and I love the game. So like, what's your advice for someone that maybe wants to, they have an idea, you know, and they want to think of like, a lot of people doing like empowerment cards and stuff like that. So what about like, if you know someone that's like, hey, you know, I wouldn't mind, thinking of like a cool game or something, you know, a lot of us are getting back out, hanging out with our friends, you know, so of course it's cool to whip out a game to have some fun. So like, what advice would you give someone that says, hey, I have an idea, like, but I don't know where to start. Just do it. Like, honestly, come up with a prototype, write down all your ideas, talk about it with friends, get something that you can flesh out that you can play. I've seen people do it 
on cardboard, like on poster board. They drew out their board, they played the game, they got advice, and then they went and they made a prototype. Uh, what did we use? Make playing cards? Yeah. For our cards. Even before but we got to that point, we had cue cards. Yeah, that's true. So like they're just just start, just do it. And then don't be afraid to reach out. Like I called them the board game fam. <laughs> I reached out to a bunch of different black game makers. And we update each other. We ask each other questions. We're resources. Like when we were having trouble with production, they gave us a whole bunch of places where we could go get our game uh, manufactured. Um, we asked about advertising. Like they have a wealth of knowledge. So the community is definitely out there. And don't even like, just don't be afraid to reach out. Like I found, I found most of them through Instagram. Mm. And we would talk and that just came into like this, this small community where we, we help each other. Everybody who I've met who's a Black game maker, they are the nicest, most helpful people ever. Um, and then also look locally. Uh, the first board game bar in Baltimore, No Land Beyond, opened. And we did an event with them. And even before we did our first event, they invited us to do an event with them. So we've done a few events with them. Um, and we've worked with them in the past. So like there are a bunch of resources out there. So once you do your idea, you get the feedback, you make your prototype, don't be afraid to ask because I'm pretty sure when we drop our new games, whenever that will be, <laughs> and we say, hey, we want to play test here, they will let us do it because mm -hmm. we build that connection and that relationship. So like, I, I guess like Nike, just do it. Yeah, I mean, with well, a piggyback off what she's saying, it's just two things that I go to. Fortune favors the bold. And there's no such thing as a stupid idea. I mean, I have done stupid things, incredibly stupid things that worked out. And it's just like, I didn't think that would work. I'm glad I did it. Sometimes you just have to look in the mirror and say, you know what? If it don't kill me, it'll make me stronger. And you just do your idea. Because again, this was a throwaway. This, this was, I tell people all the time, my worst ideas are my best ideas. I've come up with something, think it's horrible. People like it. Oh, well, let's build off of that. So just follow those impulses. And second, it's Google and YouTube are the two greatest things that you'll ever find. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing half the time. I could probably build a car watching YouTube. You can just go on there. There is a video for any and everything that you can think of. We found a lot of our resources through YouTube and Google. Before we started Winsalts, I didn't know how to make a card. I didn't know how to make a box. I didn't even know you could do that. Google it. Oh, oh, wow. This website is great. You will find these resources. And then the beauty of it is if you find a resource and you worry, well, is this real? You can check the reviews. You can watch YouTube. People talk about their experience buying from these different producers. And like she said, you can reach out to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You will be surprised by how many people want to help you yeah. in different communities, especially in the card game community. She speaks to them more than I do, but when I'm around, it's just like, oh, hey, yeah, we did it. They are always happy to respond. It's not, it's not like a lot of people think, and I think it goes back to how we were saying you have this mental conditioning. You know, people don't talk about their salaries, people don't want to help other people get promotions. When you're doing your own thing, Everybody wants to see everybody else win because mm -hmm. one win for the team, I mean, for your community is a win for everybody. So people sit up there 
They're not afraid to promote with you. They're not afraid to share posts. People are happy to see your wins. You know, we won this money in a lot of people look at it as like, oh, they want it for themselves. No, we want it for the community yeah. because we used our money to build our platform and to showcase other game makers, just like they have gone out of their way to showcase us. It is amazing how many people will help you if you start and just reach out to them. Yeah. So I just want to add one more thing. Don't be afraid of failure. I mean, we've pitched and pitched and pitched to a lot of places and we have not heard back from some, but when you do hear back, it is amazing. Um, You know, we've had some ideas that no one liked that just did not work, but that's okay. We keep moving. So like that initial failure holds a lot of people back, but just do it. It comes back to that. Just do it. Do it it scared. You know, Um, a lot of people think it has to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. You will learn. We launched without any decks. (laughs) We had put in our order and it was, it was just before Christmas. We took too long. And I just said, it. I was like, we've got to do it. Once you put it out there, if people trust you, Every, like I would, I'm willing to put my reputation on the line. I will tell you that you will get your things in a timely manner. If you trust me, I will make sure that you get it back. But if you put yourself out there, it will work out. Even if you think it's stupid, no one will care. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. You learn from your mistakes and you keep moving. But failure, you know, people say you fail upwards is a joke, but that's how you do it. Every overnight success is what, five years in the making? Yeah. You fail, you fail, you fail. And then that one idea works. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a genius. Mm-hmm. Nobody remembers the failures. They remember the successes. Right, right. I totally agree. I mean, you guys are spitting some knowledge. And, you know, I think part of that, too, not wanting to fail is goes back to that conditioning, that mental conditioning that happens on the job. You know, you can't make mistakes, get written up. You know, so I think people... Right. Oh, <laughs> It's like you're shell-shocked sometimes when you leave, you know, the workplace because you have to, like, talk yourself out of certain things. Like, yeah, you actually can fail like an average person. You can make mistakes. <laughs> like, no one's going to spank you. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like that, uh, that, but I really think that's the whole thing. It, it all goes back to fear, too. So this, that's the only thing that's holding people back from having that, that dream, having that life outside of a miserable job. They just don't know any better. You know, they haven't been enlightened and they've been conditioned and they're scared, you know, but you just have to step out. Anything that's worth having, you know, it's just worth it at the end of the day, just to look back, okay, this didn't work. Or I had a few people that left me on read, but you know, it's the people that reached out, you know, that matters. But I have definitely enjoyed talking to you guys. Tell everybody how they can buy this game. Give everybody your information. Contact you, all your social media info, everything. All right. So we are at Winsult on Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy this game on five different channels in five different places. Uh, One, Winsults.com. Two, UncommonGoods.com. Three, on Bifties. And if you do not know what Bifties is, it is amazing. It is where you can curate your own uh, Black-owned gift box. All products are Black-owned, so that is really dope. If you're in Baltimore, you can buy it at No Land Beyond. And if you're in Philly, you can buy it at the Philly Game Shop. Awesome. I'm, like I said, you guys, I love talking to you guys. Much success, much luck. I think this is a great idea what you guys have done. And 
it's cool to see, you know, a black couple, black love, of course, but to see a black couple doing games. Like, this is really cool. And I love how, like I said, it promotes healthy relationships, actually. I know it's wind sucks, but it definitely promotes healthy relationships, too. <laughs> like, you definitely got to have a healthy relationship. Hey, it, it's all about the communication. You, you should be able to say something a little spicy to your, to your partner. Right. But you know what? If, if you're not there, we're going to respect that. You can play it with compliments, too. Right. right. Thank you so much, you guys. And look, everybody that's tuned in, make sure you go ahead and check out Lene and Devon. Like I said, this is great what they're doing. I think it's cool. And like I said, it promotes Black love. I love seeing it. So this is a great thing. You can catch this episode and many more, of course, on www.thekeychat.com. But once again, make sure you check out these cool people and take some gems that we discussed. Everyone has a dream sitting inside of us. A lot of us have these jobs. We're miserable. We're upset. We can't even actually be sick. It's just not worth being unhappy. And I'm not saying that everyone has to be an entrepreneur, but maybe you just need to leave and just find something that leads to your happiness, whether that's having another job, but whatever it takes to be happy. Just think of your mental health. Always do what makes you happy at the end of the day. This is the whole point of this conversation beyond everything is to follow your dreams, whatever that means, be happy. There's no need to be miserable. I'm telling you, there is another side of the rainbow. You can be happy. <laughs> thank you guys for this conversation again. And thank you guys for tuning in to the Key Chat. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Go queen, go queen, go queen, go. Represent, you're a queen, you're a queen, oh.